It is finally that time once again tonight. The NFL season kicks off. We got the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, and we're back with our week one NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. That and much, much more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown. And Canadian Biggie. And gentlemen, it is time for the NFL season to start. How damn excited are you? I'm always happy to be back, especially when the football season, the NFL season has started because the Picks King has returned. Not only that, you get your opener with Tom Brady, so I know you got a semi-chub right now. Well, it's probably a three-quarter. Well, <laughs> oh, <wow>. that's... Uh, <laughs> I underestimated it. <laughs> are, are you getting much of a... A Mac Jones chub so far? It's been hard since they announced the cut cam. Man, that's uh, that's got to be something you got to fight back. You got raging. Uh, never mind. I'm just not even going to go there anymore. I'll say this with Mac Jones. It's tough because going into the draft, he's the one guy that you wanted. Now you got him. Now he's starting. It's everything you wanted. And typically, as a fan, when you get everything you wanted, it doesn't turn out the way you hoped it would. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, me being a Raiders fan, we're on Monday night against the Ravens. And I don't feel good even though we're at the four-string running back right now. We're still going to lose. <laughs> Is that because, uh, you know, you, you just don't have a chance to be the running back? I heard they're looking for some help, and you do have uh, some pretty big lower-body legs there. I mean, I'm at the fullback level right now, son. <laughs> I just had my yearly checkup, and I need to be the next fullback. It shouldn't be an unfor- unforgetting position here. Sign me up. All right, John Ritchie might walk through that door. Yeah. <laughs> just curious, is that game in Las Vegas? Of course oh, it is. Yeah. We're still going to drop the L. Did you see the home that Mark Davis is building out there? $14 million. Kind of looks like a spaceship. It, yeah, he's modeling it after the stadium. Have you seen that, Mr. Brown? That's your team, man. That's your owner with his pumpkin pie, stupid-ass haircut. With all that money that he has, how can you not afford a good barber? I mean, he really put a bow in his head and had somebody cut the bangs all the way around. Man, you know how these millionaires and billionaires are. They're like savants on certain things. You know, they, they're just like, how did you get to be so rich? Well, I save money on haircuts. I mean, that's how they look at life. There's just something wrong with that. You shouldn't be allowed to look like that and be a millionaire. <laughs> they really need to dig Al up and let Zombie Al Davis take the team back over because they'd be better off. <laughs> uh, hey, we got tons of NFL to get to. We're going to get to our division predictions. I'm going to put you all on the spot for wild cards too, so this is going to be a train wreck as we try to navigate that. There's three wild cards now, so go ahead and, and process that if you forgot. The uh, other thing is we're back for our lead pipe locks of the week, but before we jump into that, We had college football this past week. You know, we got to see the return of fans in the stands. We saw the pageantry. Uh, We had a barn burner of a game on Saturday night, too. Uh, But, Biggie, just, you know, being the college football fan you are, how did week one – not week zero, right? Week one, how did week one settle for you? Uh, Pretty good overall. You had some really nice stories, like with Mackenzie Milton playing on Sunday night against Notre Dame. They didn't get the win, but the story part of it is what's great about college athletics. The big game of the weekend, the Georgia Clemson Saturday night, my God, could you have a worse football game on? One touchdown scored, and it was on a pick six. Get out of here. I'm not surprised by that. Are you? Like, does that game surprise you? I thought it would be low scoring. I didn't think it would just be pathetically horrible to watch. I, I can't say the quarterback's name. I'm not well-equipped enough to say Clemson's quarterback, but 
He, I, everything I've seen from him so far, I, you know, he, cause Trevor missed some time. I, I was like, mm, I don't know about this guy. It's like the year Clemson takes a big step back. Right. Because you're only as good as your quarterback in college. Yep. And you're playing Georgia and Georgia typically plays games like that. They would rather win 17, 13 every week if they could. You couldn't do anything on offense. You know what's funny though is the fact that everyone wants to say Alabama's one A and uh, Clemson's one or one B in the last five years. It shows you right now that there is no one B. It's just Alabama and everyone else. Do you remember when I brought up how much money uh, Bryce Young had made before he had ever taken oh, yeah. a snap in a game? Well, it looks like he was worth it. Right. Well, here's here's a, so damn right he's worth it apparently because he set all kinds of uh, first game starting records for Alabama, but. Here's the difference about Alabama now. Before Saban wasn't getting the quarterbacks, now he's getting the quarterbacks. Yep. So good, good effing luck if you're out there. Yeah, the thing that actually changed for him was when Lane Kiffin came as OC, redesigned the offense. Then kids wanted to play there, and then he went Sarkeesian. Now he's got Bill O'Brien. He's going to keep getting those kids, especially with the NIL because the brand sells. Dude, he's he's like the halfway house for coaches, you know, that, that have like lost their way. Yep. Like how many people have passed through there, and and it's just amazing how he he puts them back to where they need Rebuilds to be. Rebuilds their career. Like where's Bill O'Brien going to go now? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a chance to go back and take over a big time D one job in like three seasons. Yeah, it's amazing how that works out. I will say this: my funniest part tidbit of the weekend was uh, Coach O stomping in. They're playing UCLA. Chip mm. Kelly's. I think it's his fourth season there. He's coming in, and a UCLA UCLA fan is yelling at him, and he's like, ah. "Yeah, you bring your sissy ass on in that sissy ass blue shirt." And then uh, Oregon gets stomped, or uh, LSU gets stomped. Yeah. But uh, so, first of all, though, if you're that fan, do you really want any part of Coach O? Hell no. <laughs> like, like I'm not even joking about that. Like, he's he's going to tear your damn head off. Yep. Go Tigers. We're playing on day. I'm interested to see what UCLA could do this year. Uh, it's been a long build for Chip Kelly, but he actually has things going the direction that he needs him to. All right, speaking of Kelly's, though, I got to ask you about his brother because Brian Kelly and Notre Dame, did you see his post-game snafu? Oh, so now he said something, right, and I right, think wait, wait, it was let me stop. Let me stop. Be- let me stop. All right, so just to kind of paint this picture, okay, I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to recreate a famous John McKay co- uh, quote, which, you know, it was – how did you feel about your team's execution? Or how do you feel about your team's execution? And he said, I'm in favor of it. Yep. Which is a great line uh, when your Tampa Bay Bucks are 0-14. <laughs> so, but you won a game against Florida State, and Florida State looked better than what we probably thought they were. And then what the hell did what, – what was he trying to say? I think he was going where you just said, only they asked him about his team, and he said, we should all be executed. <laughs> he, he said they should be executed. Kill yeah. them, kill them all. Kill. <laughs> I think everybody's really overreacting. I mean, that's clear what he was trying to do. I mean, like, I got it. We're all soft and sensitive, but he, he and he didn't choose it the best way. But who cares? All right, so it's all, he was joking. Yes, I, I'm not upset about him trying to do what he did. I just thought the execution was so bad. Oh, you're right. It was just so terrible. I was. It was so cringy. And today, no one knows about that quote. So it's like, they're like, what did he just say? 
Like and like he kept looking at whoever the sideline reporter was talking to him. Like, are you gonna get me out of this? Like, can you help? Give me something. Throw me a line here. I mean, it was just so bad. You know who he should blame for having to answer that question in that manner? Mackenzie Milton. Because until he came into the game as backup quarterback, they were up two scores. Uh but uh he was I, I I'm just wondering, was he saving that in his back pocket? Like, you know, I'm gonna break this out of a close game in the post game, just so the team knows I mean business. Trying to motivate like, him early in the season. Like if you're if you're in that if you're in that locker room, like are you just rolling your eyes or are you really pissed off about it? I think you're just rolling your eyes because you're like, Coach, you butchered it. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, but let's look at the matchup. So is Notre Dame just typical Notre Dame and overrated or is FSU underrated? I would say that Notre Dame is slightly overrated, but they will still be a top twelve or fifteen team. Yeah, Notre year. Dame's a good, good, good yep. team. I mean, here's the thing: like Clemson's still going to be a good team because the ACC sucks. They they might go eleven and one. UCLA will be fun to watch to see how they do. I mean, they're they're off to a good start. Uh, Oklahoma almost lost to Tulane. That was a nightmare. I mean, you got different things happening, but. It's like what Mr. Brown said earlier. The gap between Alabama and everybody else, like it's not getting closer. It's only getting further apart, I think. Yep. I think you've seen that over the last two years. Last year with the COVID season, everybody should have been up and down, can't play games, you're not ready. One of the best Alabama teams that we've seen in five years, ten years, and it was in a COVID season. Look at how they come out and destroy Now, I don't know how good the Canes will be at the end of the year, but they're supposed to be a top ten program. I mean, that was an embarrassment. It was 27 nothing with 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Well, ACC had a bad, bad week because uh, North Carolina didn't look much better either. Is Weren't they number 10? They lost to Virginia Tech. They got smashed. Yeah, it was kind of like that Georgia-Clemson game. Yeah. The best meme I saw all week was the fact that they was like, hey, ESPN, how did this happen? You put two fake teams on TV <laughs> two weeks in a row. Who's doing your research? <laughs> I heard Cam Newton might sign with uh, Bishop Sycamore. Oh, he's going there. He's going to pick up Matt Tateo's girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we get into the meat of the show, let's get down to some brass tacks here. We're good about predictions, and we're going to get into some really good predictions here. But let's start off with just the NFL season, and we're just going to go through this as quickly as possible. But I do want a little explanation from each of you guys. So I need division winners. I need to know – Who's going to win? Why? And then we'll go through all of them and we'll hit some wild card stuff. Simple enough to follow, right? Yeah. I can give you my seven teams in the AFC. Yeah. Already. You got it ready and primed. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll start with the AFC since you're so confident, Biggie. So let's start with the uh, AFC East. Bills are winning the division. I also agree. I, I don't have much. I, I'm just happy to hear you say that it's not the Patriots this year. That's great. Mr. Brown? I'm kind of shocked right now because you know how much homer mode he goes through. Can you say it again? Who's winning the division? The Buffalo Bills. Nice. Uh, what's the trifecta? trifecta? I love what the Bills are doing. Josh Allen probably be the second or third best quarterback in the league. Was he the uh, highest fantasy quarterback last year? Uh, he was first or second. Uh, he was up there. So maybe we'll get a repeat of that. All right, let's move along. To, let's let's go out west. Let me just hear AFC West because that's probably a really hard one for you. Uh, we'll go with Andy Reid and the Buffet Boys. Kansas City Chiefs. Going to win 13 games. I will double down on my boy Tyreek Hill. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to say the Raiders. <laughs> no, drinking a white call there, buddy. 
<laughs> Can't even beat the Ravens after their fourth running back went down. I mean, why would I pick the Ra- Raiders? They're going to be eight and nine. Best case scenario. <laughs> Can't even be nine and eight. No. I love it. All right, how about the AFC North? I feel like this is a pretty easy one, but I'm curious to see what you got. I got the Browns winning the division. I'm going with the Steelers. Ooh. My rookie running back, baby. Najee. All right, so what is it about the Steelers that they've done different that makes you think they're actually going to be better? I don't think it's that. I think it's that the Browns just are the Browns, and they're not going to win. They're going to underachieve like they always do. I mean, they – they were These within the a new Browns. The Browns, the, the Browns same Browns that were within a touchdown of beating Kansas City in the playoffs, right? I'm picking the Steelers. Mm, not even the Ravens, who are going to whip up on your Raiders in week one. No. Well, Big Ben's back and fitness is his passion, so I can't <laughs> have it. Can't hate you for your pick. Fitness is his passion. Who you got? The Browns? I'm also taking the Browns. I, I think- got to mix it up, man. I can't be the same as you guys. No, nah, it's okay. If, if if it's obvious, it's okay. You don't have to be different just to be wrong. No, nah, it's going to happen. All right, let's go to the south in the AFC. Is it the Texans or the Jaguars? You know, had the Texans decided to start Deshaun Watson, I really would have had to go with them. Since they decided not to, I got to roll with the Colts. I am going with the AFC championship runner-up, Tennessee Titans. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So not just taking the Titans, but taking them all the way to the AFC title game. All right. That's correct. Uh, I'm uh, also taking the Titans. I, I don't you, – you just love you some Carson Wentz, don't you? Colts have the best offensive line in the league. You won't see it week one. You'll see it week two when they return full and healthy. Their defense is stacked. And – they need one thing to happen. Carson wants to stay healthy. This is the year it happens. They win the division. <laughs> Here's the thing. Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. And our buddy Ryan Bonehammer Brecker, Brecker, I can't even say Brecker. Breckle. Bonehammer. He intercepted him in high school. And each passing day, the feat is becoming less and less, you know, what's the word here? What you're Impactful. saying is exactly. when he was Meaningful. on the Eagles Super yes. Bowl winning team and he looked like league MVP – it Ryan would have wanted to tell his grandkids about that. Exactly. Now, now just he just doesn't want to bring it up. Don't tell nobody. They'll say who? But anyways, man made of glass, Mr. Wentz, even though he's got the best offensive line in the league, he's still going to find a way to get a paper cut or something, and he'll go in the IL for at least half the season. That's fine. They'll throw in Sam Esslinger. Oh, wow. I can't believe that's their backup. Yep. But either hey, way. And on top of that, Derek Henry, I mean, he's a madman. We know this. Now you can't stack the box anymore because you got Julio on one side and you got uh, Brown on the other side. So what are you going to do? Well, Julio will only be healthy for nine games. Maybe if he ain't got to carry the load, we'll see. That's about six more than wins. <laughs> it's a battle of attrition between who's going to stay healthy. That's all. All right, let's move over to the NFC. NFC least. Who who you taking there? I like the Dallas Cowboys to win the division this year. That's a bold move, Cotton. Really, the Cowboys, who, I, who always underachieve. They always do. I think that they have so much talent on offense that they will stay healthy and that their offense is going to score too many points in with the other teams in that division for them to not go 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven and win the division. They're not going to be a great team, but they're going to be good enough to win that division. I love what the Washington football team did in bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick, the gunslinger. And Ron Rivera, 
It's going to be the Washington football team. I thought I was going to be the one to bring out uh, the Washington football team, but I'm going to tell you that their defense might actually resemble the defense the Rams had a couple years ago when they made the Super Bowl run, and maybe there's a little bit of magic left with Fitzmagic, and we might see a run. I don't know if they're actually going to make any noise in the playoffs, but I think they'll win the division. The Cowboys are going to have to outscore everybody, and I think they're going to start slow because Dak is not going to jump right back in after missing so much time and now being banged up again. I'm not saying the Cowboys aren't going to be more competitive this year, but I think I think Washington's going to beat a lot of teams twenty to thirteen. You know? They do have one of the top three defenses in the league. I just think that Fitz, Fitz Magic at quarterback, we always see this where he's great for three or four games and he falls apart. I think Taylor Heineke should be their quarterback. I don't. I mean, I, I can't say that, but I think that the Eagles are going to finish last. <laughs> because I don't like anything about Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I'm with you. The Eagles are probably going to finish last, and you know that's saying a not. lot about the Giants. They traded for the gunslinger Gardner Minshew. The Giants will finish last. Well, that, that's just, you know, they're trying to make sure they're ready for COVID. That's yeah. all. It's not anything about the lack of faith in their QB. <laughs> that's a horrible division. Let's move on. All right. Uh, way too much Way time. <laughs> too much time. But that's a, I like your Washington football uh, team take. That was nice. All right, let's go out west. Probably the most competitive top to bottom, Biggie. Who is the team? Honestly, with the three wild cards, you can almost see every one of these teams in the playoffs. I think the Rams win the division, though. I like the Rams as well, honestly. I think Stafford is going to ball out this year. I am not super high on Stafford, but I had the Rams right down to. And it's like – just you have to pick one of these teams because I, I think Seattle is going to take a step back. I think Arizona could take a step up, and San Francisco is a freaking wild card, man, because their defense could be elite if their offense is even passable. Like it, they could easily win the division. So, like, I'm honestly probably closer to taking San Francisco than the other two, but I think it's still the Rams. And I, I, I just. I love Matt Stafford, but I just don't know if I see the hype like everybody else. Like, you know, you know, let me tell you this about Stafford real quick. You know what, Vegas, they gave their odds on how many games that uh, the Rams would win with um, Jared, Goff. Jared Goff. You know how many games Vegas had them predicted to win? Uh, Ten. Yeah. So you know how many games they have them predicted to win with Stafford? Eleven. Ten. Ah. So to go the other way, the the Lions were predicted to win six games with Stafford. How many do you think they're predicted to win with uh, Golf? Four. No, it's actually still six. Oh. So <laughs> Vegas is always right, man. Like they always figure this stuff out, yeah. and they look at no difference between these guys. So it, it's rigged, like they said it was. It must be. I'm not saying that's the cure all, end all, be all thing, but I just find it amusing that Vegas looks at them as having no impactful difference in the teams. That's all. Anyway, moving on. How about the NFC North? This is uh, interesting. Aaron Rodgers is there. He's playing. Uh, the Vikings, that's your boys' team, Biggie. Uh, but you're probably taking the Bears or the Lions, right? I'm rolling with the Vikings. Division winners. Skull. Homer alert. So this is the year that Cousins puts it all together? <laughs> Cousins top 12 quarterback. In yeah. the league. Top, top, top 12. 12. Nice. Wow. I like that. <laughs> and plus, you just hand it to Cook. You know, you can be top 12, right? Uh, I, I think Jefferson's going to be potentially a top five receiver in the whole league this year. I love what he's doing. But despite all the drama in Green Bay, 
and the fact that, you know, where's Aaron Aaron going to go? He's back, and he has full support of his franchise, it seems like, after he threw him under the bus. So I'm going to the Packers. Cheeseheads are running away with it. I can't add to that. Jordy Nelson and the Packers, baby. That's where we're going. So uh, Biggie took his boys' team just because he, he watches Vikings, so that's why. He's a good dad. You guys can do a double Lambo leap. <laughs> All right, let's go to the south. You have the defending Super Bowl champions and, and a lot of uh, changing pieces on these other teams. So tell me why it's not Tampa. It is Tampa. It's their division to lose. The only way the Bucs don't win 12 games and win that division is if Brady goes down. Look at the difference a year makes. Because you have last year, you have the Bucs, you have, which was, they weren't even a favorite last year. It was the Saints by far. And then you didn't know what was going to happen with Carolina because of McCaffrey. And then Matt Ryan, is he going to show up or not? He had the weapons, but you know what I mean? It was competitive division. I look at this now. And the Bucks could literally have 13 wins easily. Like, just looking at it. Like, how do they – there's no way they don't win this division. I am so looking forward to not having to sing when the Saints go marching in anymore this year <laughs> because I picked the Saints to win last year. And while that looked good for a hot minute, it definitely fell apart down the stretch. And Tampa is returning everything that made them great. And I, I'm with Mr. Brown, and I'm with Biggie on this one, man. There's no way they don't just dominate this. Do they? Here's my question: Do they lose a division game? They'll lose one. They'll lose one. Yeah. So they'll go seven and one in the division. Five and one. Five and one. Oh, you're right. There's only I, three opponents, not four. I have one quick question for you: Just a yay or nay? Jameis Winston having sat a year now playing under Sean Payton is he top ten in a league, or is he just? The guy, the 30 interception guy. Jameis Winston and Matt Stafford's numbers will mirror each other very similarly this year. Okay. I like it because I drafted Winston. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. That's a great thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he's going to be volume. Uh, I mean, Kamara's going to run the ball, but like – uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna try to stop. How's Kamara going to do knowing that that's the guy everybody's going to key on now? Yeah. I'm really interested because the last couple of years, he hasn't been the sole guy that keyed on. You could go different areas with Drew Brees, and he had Mark Ingram in that backfield that was helping him previously. Um, and then can he stay healthy for 17 games of getting 25, 30 touches a game? Yep. All right, quickly, let's wrap up with the wild cards. Give me your three uh, AFC wild cards, Biggie. Patriots, Titans, Ravens. Mr. Brown? Browns. I will go. Ooh. I don't even I hate to say the Patriots, but I hate the I hate the Colts just as much. So I'll have to say the Patriots by default. And I'm going to go with Baltimore. So you're getting three out of the four. Just pick the Bengals too. It'll be fine. I really wish I could for you. You deserve a winner for once, damn it. It'd be nice. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, so for the AFC, I will go Steelers uh, just because I think with what's uh, – the Ravens aren't going to have a running game outside of Lamar. It's going to be bad. So I'll take them. I will go with the Colts because I do agree with what Biggie said earlier about their offensive line. Now their defense is solid. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, how about the Chargers? See, I wanted to go Chargers so bad, but I just couldn't do it. You could have, but too late now. 
All right, swing it over to the NFC, Biggie. Who's your three wild cards? I got the Packers, the Niners, and the Seahawks. I am going to go with the Cowboys, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. Mm. Leaving old San Fran to sit on the train, the trolley, not moving, going the wrong direction. San Fran's going to be last place in that division. And I lost that roster is so loaded. I'm just waiting for Shanahan to screw it up, but I don't believe that even he can do that. So I had to put him in the playoffs. All right. So I got uh, San Francisco, Arizona, and the Vikings. Ooh. So that that's my wild cards. But here, here's the here's the interesting thing though: the Cowboys. Did I say Dallas? You said Dallas. No, you did. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. But here, here's the thing about I Minnesota. Nah, you said Cowboys. Keep it down. Are you sure? Yeah. You got it. You got a chance. You got three seconds. Three seconds. Keep three, two. All right, we'll put that on the page for everyone to see. Mister Brown's riding the Cowboys because apparently they're just going to beat up on the Eagles and uh, Giants. At least you know that's so four wins. Be two teams in the NF- NFC at least is going to make the playoff. <laughs> that's why we spent so much time in that division. Ah, <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> uh, see how right or wrong we are at the end of the year. All right, fellas, I've been waiting a long, long time for this because we are back. We got to play some music. You hear that music, Biggie? Sounds like the autumn wind. The autumn winds. They are back. And you know what? What's the temperature right now, Mr. Brown? What is the temperature? Blistering, 61 degrees. Oh, my God. It feels like autumn. It feels like fall. It feels like football season. And we are back. For our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, week number one. And just to be fair, it's halftime of the Thursday night game. And we got the Cowboys on the road to Tampa Bay where Tampa's a nine-and-a-half point favorite. We all picked the Cowboys before the show started, right? We did. All right, so just wanted to clear the air there. But let's remind everybody that Mr. Brown last year, you brought up the rear with a record of 117, 133, and 6. How do you feel representing that this year? I still feel like I'm better than you. Okay. Well, you're not because I was 126 and 124 and 6. I was over 500, so I would at least made money last year. But Biggie comes in, you know, second year in a row, back-to-back champ, 132, 118, and 6. Yay, Biggie. I took a step back last year. I looked to go the opposite direction this year. I want to improve my gap between me and you two. Uh, well, you know what? It, it was uh, a large gap until you uh, just completely shit the bed to close out the year. So all you got to do is just finish strong. You got to be a 60-minute man, baby. I got to about the 54th minute and got really full of myself, and it all fell apart. (laughs) All right. Well, without further ado, let's get right into it. So we got a AFC powerhouse matchup, the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the road to Orchard Park, New York, where no one circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a a six-and-a-half home favorite. Hammer the Buffalo Bills and 2021 NFL MVP Josh Allen. Pittsburgh Steelers have a completely revamped offensive line. I don't care if Big Ben's new passion is fitness. Take the Bills by double digits. Steelers, like I said earlier, they're going to win the division. But it doesn't start in week one. (laughs) So I'm taking the Bills. (laughs) (laughs) I I have nothing else to add value here. It's also uh, a a pick for Buffalo here. And here's the thing. Pittsburgh, 
You didn't do enough to improve in Buffalo. You're a Super Bowl contender, and it's going to show up in week one. And they're at home, so come on. I mean, that, that's just a lock. All right, moving on. This is probably going to be one of the most watched games of the week. You have the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets on the road to Carolina. Sam Darnold's first game is against his former team. How fitting is that? That is fantastic. And you know what? <laughs> Thank the world of Sam Darnold and the Panthers because they're four-and-a-half-point home favorites. He put Zach Wilson's mom on the Jumbotron, and this might become the most watched game of the week. Mm. This is one game all year where I can roll up my boy Sam Darnold and feel good about taking the cover. Panthers are going to cover 27-16. Mm. Uh, I'm taking the team that has a healthy Christian McCaffrey. One has it and one doesn't, so it's clearly going to be the Panthers. <laughs> uh, I also agree. Plus, they're at home. You always give somebody three points at home anyway, right? Isn't that how it works? And That's you're what just, Vegas does, and Vegas is never wrong. Right, and you're telling me a, a point and a half is not the – yeah, they can cover that too. So I, I also took the Panthers, no question. All right, let's see if we can get some separation here. The best game on the docket by far. The Jaguars, Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, the up-and-coming dynasty about to begin in Jacksonville, Duval. And we got the Houston Texans, who if they have a plan, if you're trying to tell them to trust the process, I have no idea what the hell the plan is. But somehow the Jaguars find themselves a favorite. This might be the only time all year until they play them again, but they're a three-point road favorite. Both teams are complete dog poo, but having said that, game one, Urban Meyer, Sunshine, they'll cover. Got the Jags. The Jags are going to be a complete train wreck. It's very apparent. They they traded their only decent quarterback to the backup to Jalen Hurts. So. And they cut their other good quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that Tyrod Taylor is going to show Sunshine. This isn't uh, Clemson anymore, and the Texans are going to cover. I am also going to ride with Mr. Brown and take the Texans here just because I will take somebody that's got a little bit of experience over, you know, the team that I, I, we've talked about Urban Meyer before this. You're going to start questioning it even more just in week one. I think that's how this story goes. But Biggie, you are the lone wolf. So we get to hear a Jaguar roar. So give me the best uh, kitty cat. That's about as ferocious as they're going to be. I can't believe the Jaguars got picked by somebody this year, and it's just week one. Good job. (laughs) Now I'm scared. All right, the Cardinals on the road to the Titans. What an interesting matchup this is. You have two pretty pretty good teams. The the Titans have flirted with a lot more success than the Cardinals, but the Cardinals, are they just almost there to put it all together? They're going on the road to Nashville. Titans. We talked about Vegas. They're a three-point home favorite, so it's almost a pick Who you got? My man man crush on Kyler Midget Murray is really just distorting my view of this game. I have the Cardinals covering in a game that they probably lose by double digits, but give me the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury, Ryan Gosling, Kyler Murray, J.J. Watt. They look good in shorts. I like them. All right, calm down. How is this only a three-point spread? Like, what are they smoking out in Vegas? It's clearly going to be the Titans. <laughs> I mean, what's a better addition, Julio or JJ? Uh, it doesn't matter because the Titans are going to walk away with this one easily covering. Three points is an insult to that home team. They're going to act like they've been there before, and they're going to put it together. So, Biggie, back-to-back, lone wolves. 
You're a cardinal. <laughs> That's a Beatles track. <laughs> Cuckoo, ka-choo. Sounds like a bird to me. <laughs> Speaking of birds, great segue into the next matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles, who are also a dumpster fire, against the Atlanta Falcons, who are also a dumpster fire. The Falcons, though, are at home, and they also are gifted the three-point spread as the favorites of being at home. So, what dirty bird or fly eagle fly choice? What are, what are you doing here, Biggs? This is the most pick'em game of the week for me, and I'll ride with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to cover because the Falcons put the L in Atlanta. Give me the woo or whatever the hell the Falcons don't do. I'm going to go with the Falcons. One's got a quarterback and the other one doesn't. As bad as the Falcons are, I have no faith whatsoever in Jalen Hurts. Falcons are going to cover. I almost think Mr. Brown's seeing what I'm putting down before uh, he makes his pick. But uh, we also uh, are taking the Falcons and Chad the Marks camp here because Jalen Hurts is uh, the reason why the Eagles traded for Gardner Mishnu. So three in a row, Biggie. Lone wolfing it again. We don't. I'm not going to make you do another sound. We'll see if we can get back on track here. Maybe you can cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. I don't know what that, that is. Was so majestic. <laughs> if you could only see what he yeah. did. Uh, All right, the Chargers are on the road against the Washington football team, and the Chargers are a one and a half point road favorite in this one. Who you got, Biggs? Give me Justin Herbert, Austin Effett Eckler, and the San Diego Los Angeles Chargers for the win. Hmm. I think Herbert regresses this year, and Eckler's not even playing. Bite your tongue. Wishful thinking. Fitzmagic is going to do his magic week one. He might fizzle out later in the season, but Washington football team covers. Again, also taking Washington football team. I just got done earlier on the show talking about how much I like their defense, and the Chargers are making the trip to the East Coast. That plays into into account here, and I I do believe there could be a sophomore slump here. I'm not saying drastically taking a step back, but uh, if there's anything we know about Fitzmagic, it's the early season when that Fitzmagic happens, so I have no reason to take the Chargers. Biggie. For old time's sakes, can you give us like a, a chant or a war cry or something for uh, Washington? Can I give you a uh, oh, screw oh, your freedom, right. go, Chargers, go? Uh, there you go. My fault. <laughs> All right. The 49ers on the road to Detroit. This is a big spread. The Niners are a seven and a half point road favorite. Where uh, is that enough distance to keep your kneecaps from being bitten off? Hell no. If you like to gamble, like I like to gamble, hit the Niners all day long. That roster is one of the best five in the league. They're going to eat the Lions alive. I also like the Niners. They might be breaking some, breaking or eating kneecaps, but luckily for uh, the Niners, they got about three solid running backs. So next man up. Uh, if only the Ravens were that lucky. Uh, I also am taking the 49ers. I think Detroit is going to be. Lucky to be competitive at all in this game. Uh, so clean sweep across the board. I will brought Biggie back to reality here. Yeah, four lone wolf. He, he was four in a row. I, I'm I'm fairly certain I know who he's going to take in this game. The Seahawks on the road to Indy. And see, the Seahawks are a three-point road favorite, so that means they're actually predicted to win by three because they're the road team. So, Biggie, 
Go ahead and tell us why you're taking the Colts. Because their offensive line's not going to show in week one because they're missing a key piece. I talked to Bob Kravitz, Indiana star. Uh, he's good. Point being, Frank Wright, Carson Wentz, Indianapolis Colts, best offensive line in the league, defense is solid, good at the skill positions. They win this game at home by a touchdown. My boy DK Metcalf shows up and shows out to show you haters in the room. He's the man, and they're going to cover. Seattle's going to win by 10. 10. 10. 10. They're definitely going to win by at least three. I don't know if they're going to win by 10, but uh, uh, Seahawks are covering. So, giddy up, Cowboy. What you got? (laughs) (laughs) Biggie's rather going to get such a jump on us after week one, or we're going to be murdering him and feeling really good about our chances. All right. I think this is an easy pick here. The Vikings on the road at Cincinnati with the returning Joe Burrow. The Vikings go in there with a three-point favorite line that Vegas gifted them. So, Biggie, go ahead and go Vikings. Well, I'm going to go Vikings because it's the clear and obvious pick. Not only are they going to win this game by at least three points, they probably win it by about 17. Okay. Why, why did you bring your son over here to the table? Is there, as a Vikings fan, what, is, what does your son have to do with this now? What do you do when you bang the drum? Oh, my gosh. Get him out of here. We ain't got time for this nonsense. Edit, Mr. He Brown, sucks. Who, who you got? School! Oh, that's what you're supposed to do when you bang the drum. You're grounded. I'm not even your dad, but I'm grounding you. That meant I picked the Vikings. All right. I also picked the Vikings, so why do I need to explain that? Because I'm a Bengals fan. But, look, Joe Burrow, not coming. He's, he's going to be fine coming back. But you he didn't play in the preseason. You got to shake off some rust. I thought three points was really generous for that line. And uh, you know what? <sighs> they ain't covering. It's going to be the Vikings. Easily about three. All right, let's move on to uh, your favorite team, Biggie. The Patriots at home, they're a three-point favorite against the Dolphins. What do you make of that matchup? My boy Mac Jones is going to be smoking cigars sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter while we're up 17. Fuck the Dolphins. Patriots cover. All right. (laughs) Well, the Dolphins, I just put up on our page that their new logo is now the Little Mermaid. (laughs) Until they start playing like men. So I almost have to take the Pats by default. I'm not a believer in Tua. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. Tua is not walking into Foxborough and walking out with a win. Is that is that all I can say? I agree. I just I want to throw this out here. I want to know what week of the season does Greg say something about the Patriots without saying, following it up by, by default? Uh, week six. It, it'll be the same week you quit believing in the Colts. Oh. Never! Oh, not happening! <laughs> uh, all right. The Browns on the road to Kansas City. This line has moved quite a bit, but we're locking in at five and a half in favor of the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs for the cover simply because it's five and a half. If it was anything over a touchdown, because I think that's about where it is. Chiefs did so much with that offensive line this year. I think their offense is back to where Mahomes was league MVP a couple years ago. Uh, I agree at the offensive line part. I feel like uh, Mahomes is kind of pissed off. The old man showed him up in the Super Bowl. He's going to come out very uh, aggressive and with a chip on his shoulder. So I'm going Chiefs. 
It's a clean sweep for uh, Kansas City in this one. And you know what? I think when I first looked at it, the line was like seven and a half. And I was like, I, I would take Cleveland to cover that one, but not at five and a half. I, I feel like for some reason the Chiefs will win by like six to eight, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, the Broncos, I mean, a, this is a great game. The Broncos on the road to the Giants. Uh, the Broncos are a three-point favorite. How many times are they going to be favorited this year? Uh, but uh, I don't know. How much Saquon are we going to see? I don't know what's going to happen, baby. What I don't understand about this game, when I look at it, it shows the Giants are the home team, correct? They are. Why in the hell are the Giants a home team playing a late game on the first Sunday of the year against the Broncos? NFL scheduling is a, a tricky thing because nobody wants to watch this damn game and it's going to be in a late window where you don't have a choice. Scott Hansen's going to be going to do it all the time for highlights. There's going to be no highlights. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> having said the that, the Giants are at home. <laughs> I'll take them to cover because they're at home. I'm going Danny Dimes and the healthy Saquon, we hope. I love the Giants to win by seven. So that's uh, this is a tough a tough one for me. Basically, what am I what am I saying? Is are the Broncos going to be able to go on the road and win? Uh, I don't think so. And uh, you know what? Uh, that, that time slot thing I didn't know about that. So thanks for making me aware of how terrible that's going to be for everybody. Um, so is the next game going to be the Sunday night game? Because we got two Monday night games. Is that how this works? That's how it usually goes, right? No, the next game is not. Oh, oh. So we only have one Monday night game to start off? Apparently. All right. So we, we're back to old times. Then. All right. So the Packers on the road to the Saints. The Packers are a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. The Packers win this by a touchdown. Touchdown to 10, somewhere in there. All the drama with Aaron. He's back, right? We talked about it earlier. He's running it back like the last dance, him and Devontae. One more time. Randall Cobb, baby. Uh, so, yeah. I'm baby Gronk. Yeah, I mean, the drama is just what they do, right? I mean, that that's what they do every year in Green Bay. So, this is nothing new, and they know how to start, and they'll be fine. Green Bay easily covers that three and a half. Not, not even worried about it. All right, we go to the, the Bears and the Rams. The Rams are a seven and a half point home favorite. The Bears are going to be rocking Andy Dalton, and I don't know what else. This game is really tough for me to pick because the Rams should easily cover this spread. For, for everything you tell me about Matthew Stafford says I should pick the Rams to not be as good, but I just can't do it. I think they win like 27 to 10. So the Rams are going to blow them out. One of the best defenses in the league, and Matthew F. and Stafford at quarterback, yes. All right. Stafford's balling out. I'm picking the Rams to run away with it. Uh, uh, the Rams are going to win the game. And he I, hates Matt Stafford. I, I don't hate Matt Stafford. I like Matt Stafford a lot. I just I, – the first game, like, just I, – I don't see them just absolutely lighting the world on fire. I think they'll win. They'll win by a touchdown. They're not going to win by more than a touchdown. Seven's a, a good victory. Seven and a half, I can't do it, man. So, Lone Wolf for the Bears for me, I guess. All right, the last game on the docket. Mr. Brown's Oakland Raiders at home in the Death Star where they're giving up four and a half to the running backless Baltimore Ravens. Now, 
I couldn't make this pick if this game weren't in Las Vegas, but what they do at Allegiant is that they actually have a DJ working a party in the end zone. Here's what I think happened. Some drunk guy gets hit with a football off a cook from just, kick from Justin Tucker, gets pissed, comes out, takes out Lamar Jackson in the third quarter. They go to whoever their backup quarterback is. I think it's Trace McSorley. They're on running back number five, and somehow the Raiders cover. <laughs> I like the explanation. Uh, I'm going to go real short here, uh, Ravens cover. <laughs> uh, despite not having any any running back depth, uh, they actually still have running back depth because they have Lamar Jackson, and they'll be fine, at least for week one. Uh, they have time to prepare. So uh, I'm just – I'm not a believer in Chucky. I told you guys when they hired him, it was a mistake, and uh, Mr. Brown's starting to feel that now. But uh, – yeah, they're not covering this one. Even They've improved right. every year under him, record-wise. But they, they're not building a, a one game team. At a time. <laughs> hey, that's all that matters. They can't be 8-8 eight eight anymore. The autumn wind is a radar. Uh, they're starting out 1-0, baby. Well, if I want to pick the Bears, Mr. Brown and I would have had the exact picks on every single game, so at least I did something to differentiate a little bit. And then, uh, Biggie, you had – one, two, three, four. Lone Wolves in a row. Picked up your fifth one with the Colts. And, uh, yeah. Raiders. And then the, the Raiders. You had six. Six Lone Wolves. How do you feel? Here's the thing about leaders. They don't care if you like them or not. They do what they know is right. <laughs> two years in a row, we know who the leader of the pack is. And you know what's amazing? Even with that being said, we did not copy your picks. <laughs> we picked after you. and was like, hell not. Screw this guy. I'm glad you're at least giving us a cushion to start out strong, Biggie. You're going to have to play catch up, but it's fine. It's gonna be a, I think you're, it's a challenge for you. I got to do something to keep it entertaining because it gets boring. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been week one edition of the NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks, and Biggie is the lone wolf. Oh! Woo, that was a lot of fun, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to our Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week, but Biggie and Mr. Brown have already decided to catch the rest of this game, and I'm going to join them. And you know what? It's actually already over. And Tom Brady won it for the Bucks because you don't give the GOAT the ball with a minute 12 left. So anyway, Cowboys start out 0-1. The Bucks are 1-0. But we picked the Cowboys to cover the spread, so at least we got that part right. Stay on the lookout, too. We got a special episode dropping sometime this week of Mr. Brown doing his Against the Shift with some Major League Baseball players. That'll be dropping sometime this week. But this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thank you for giving us a listen. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media. Until next time, it's 9-11 this weekend. Take a second to remember, but above everything else, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time.